Hey everyone, and welcome to a podcast by Buffalo Occupational Therapy for student and OT practitioners looking to bridge the gap between what you were taught in school and real-world OT practice. We are all about using our full scope of practice and understand that OT is so much more than ADLs. We are a medical science, we are a social science, and we are the cutting-edge next generation of OT practitioners. Welcome to Rethink OT. Anyone who knows me knows about my passion for the OT practice framework, probably from my personal experience of being completely lost when asked to use my full scope of practice. The OTPF has become a guiding post for me in everything I do as a clinician. So what are the three points we are hitting today? Number one, what does the OTPF say? Number two, what does that information mean for you as a clinician? And number three, what is the rule of thumb to follow during every treatment session? Number one, what does the OTPF say about a treatment session? It must be relevant. An occupation are the things that people do that occupy their time and attention meaningful, purposeful activity, the personal activities that individuals choose or need to engage in and the ways in which each individual experiences them. The bottom line, be careful not to choose your occupation-based activities for your patient. I read several articles regarding occupation-based treatments and their lack of success due to client factors. Patients didn't buy into them. They didn't understand why it was more beneficial for them to practice an unsuccessful activity repeatedly and how that was in any way skilled. Because of that, they had poor outcomes and just got through occupation-based rehab so that they could do a more effective therapy. Ouch. Remember to ensure that your client understands the skill and relevance of the activity you are telling them to complete. It doesn't matter what you feel the benefits are if they are interested. Sometimes occupation is exercise. Remember that. Meet your patient where they are at. Second, needs to be based on research. During the intervention process, information from the evaluation is integrated with theory, practice models, frames of reference, and evidence. Straight from the OTPF, guys, aka show your competence. Hey guys, I just want to interrupt real quick. I want to take a minute to remind you to head to our website for OT treatment ideas, any PDFs we reference in this podcast, and a ton of OT science rationale for your documentation. Be the therapist your clients ask for instead of just the therapist they feel they can do without. Head to the bot portal and OT store at www.buffalooccupationaltherapy.com. And don't forget to find us on social media in our Facebook group at Outpatient OT or on Insta at OT underscore Outpatient. Now back to the show. Ensure that what you are doing aligns with actual foundation. And then now that we know that information about occupation-based interventions, we know to tread lightly in occupation-based treatment while still remaining true to our core when it says in the OTPF that you should use your knowledge of the transactional relationship among the person, his engagement in valuable occupations, and his context to design occupation-based intervention plans. Lastly, build in reflection. 
Emotional regulation capacities can affect a client's ability to effectively respond to the demands of occupation with a range of emotions. It is important to remember that many body functions underlie each performance skill. Second, intervention is provided to assist clients in reaching a state of physical, mental, and social well-being. Identifying and realizing aspirations, satisfying needs, and changing or coping with the environment. What does this mean? It means include reflection. Occupational therapy is not strictly physical or strictly mental, but it has many elements and clearly demonstrates the importance of them on a mind-body-spirit connection. The reflective process is how we maintain a collaborative approach. Feelings are important. Number two, what does that information mean for you as a clinician? In short, it means to keep your notes out. Keep researching. Be an active listener during every treatment. And take time to digest and modify your approach if necessary after every reflective statement offered by your patient. And then number three, what is the rule of thumb during every treatment session? Remember the three R's, relevant, research-driven, reflection. Relevant, is your treatment relevant to the client? Research, is your treatment session based on some type of actual knowledge, theory, evidence, or model? And then finally, reflection. Take time to allow your patient to reflect on what is working and what is not working. I hope that provided some clarity. As always, head to our website for our transcript of today's call.